You're tuned in to Nerd Overload, your weekly show for video games, movies, TV shows, comics, tech news, and more. Sponsored in part by Creative Foundations in Delaware and Starbase Columbus in Westerville. Now your hosts, Cody Pinnock, Samantha Cross, Sam Dunham, and Josh Harrison. Hey everybody, welcome to Nerd Overload, the pop and geek culture show that totally didn't take an hour and a half to get going today. I'm Sam. I'm Josh. And I'm Cody. We have a great show for you this week. Instead of doing news, we are going to talk a little bit about uh, the Batman v Superman colon Dawn of Justice movie. We're going to try to steer clear of some spoilers to begin with, and we'll get in some later on to the show. But first, we're going to do a real quick, super quick round of check it outs. Like we always do. Yeah. Rapid fire. Here we go. Boom. Boom. Um, I got a review up on the site of uh, Day of the Tentacle remastered that just came out. Um, I loved it overall. Um, the remastering, they did a really great job. I think I might have already talked about it on the show once before, did I? You might have. But yeah, re- if you wanted more in-depth opinion on it, check it out on the site. Uh, this week I watched a uh, 12-part documentary on YouTube. Uh, there's a uh, gaming website called Polygon actually come onto my radar here fairly recently i know i had known they were around for a while but uh because of the mac roy's and the monster factory videos and uh some of the articles and stuff it's a really good website it's one of my favorites i do enjoy it i do it a lot yeah well i didn't realize that they uh weren't a thing until 2012 and they did a 12-part documentary on uh them forming it uh from uh People who are higher ups at Joystick and One Up, and I think there, I think there was someone from Kotaku. Yeah, uh, Brian Crescente was like the head of Kotaku, and he jumped ship to Polygon. Right, and it was really fascinating. It was done in conjunction with uh, Internet Explorer, so that's probably why I didn't watch it until now. <laughs> but just really interesting watching the company form getting to know the writer, the personalities of the different writers and different things. There's a whole section on the Brian Crescente and uh, Griffin McElroy talking about um, breaking news and writing and things like that. It's very relevant to our interests. It is. And ostensibly we are, or at one point were a news and review website. And we still are to some extent. We're all kind of busy at the, these days, but at one point we were, we were pretty hot on it. And it was fascinating to watch a uh, large company yeah. go through the same kind of growing pains that we did on a small scale. Yeah. So there was some there were some bits in the documentary that really kind of correlated. With yeah, what like we kind of echoed with 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 us. Yeah, mm, absolutely. And uh, it's just really interesting. It took about an hour and a half to watch because they were in like um, about twenty minute chunks or whatever. Yeah. Yeah. But really good. It's all free online on YouTube. So. Yeah, I would recommend it. it. Yeah, yeah, it sounds really interesting. I didn't realize Justin McElroy was so uh, integral to the big, them starting the site. Really, I didn't know that. He was, uh, yeah, he was one of the three main guys that jumped into it. He's not in the documentary as much because they really follow the main Chris. I think it's Chris Grant, is yeah. the main guy. They follow him a lot. They I follow him. He might not even write for Polygon anymore. Yeah, they follow him, and they follow a lot of. I looked up a lot of the different uh, people that were in this, and a lot of them are either have taken lesser roles in Polygon or are no longer with them. It was also interesting. There were a couple sections that follow the uh, dev team that actually built, built the website, the website yeah. and that was pretty cool. So Some of their special feature articles have really great layouts. Mm-hmm. There's one about those ET cartridges that they uncovered oh, in yeah, the desert yeah and the whole page is has really cool art and layout on it yeah it's interesting because their website is built to be uh scalable dependent on what size screen you're watching you're looking at it on whether it's a full screen or a tablet or a phone and uh while that's pretty commonplace now at the time it was innovative at the time it was very innovative yes and we had a mobile site. Yeah, but <laughs> our mobile site actually jumped to a completely separate, separate site yeah. where this one is just one set of code that shrinks depending on how big the screen is. That is super cool. Yeah. We, we had an app, too. We did at one point. <laughs> oh, those bygone days. <laughs> anyway, I go watch it. It's good. I liked it. All right. Well, uh, I bought a new video game just kind of on a whim. Because I was kind of bouncing between two, and I was like, you know what? And uh, Steam was having an Ubisoft sale, so and I bought Farm Cry, uh, Far Cry Primal, <laughs> Farm Cry Farm Simulator. Cry. <laughs> <laughs> it's where 
where you drive a tractor while crying. <laughs> like some really sad country plays and you cry <laughs> you cry and drive a tractor down fields. <laughs> it's like it's one of the it's a walking simulator emotional um narrative experience. Yes. <laughs> I know, it was it was bad, man. I I I could I just wept all over my all over my, my keyboard. You had to buy a new keyboard. I know, it's it it's waterlogged. No, no, seriously. <laughs> Far Cry Primal. Far Cry Primal. <laughs> I've always liked uh, the Far Cry games, and uh, I haven't played one in a long time. A-, a lot of them, I'm like, okay, they're just kind of all, they get really similar after a while. That's like. what I've heard. I've only played the first two, Yeah, and those are old as dirt. Yeah, they really are. <laughs> I've somehow missed out on the new ones. That's It's a hole in my gaming knowledge. I wanted to get into this one because it's something completely different from everything they've done. You go back, it's, you play within the Stone Age of, you know, early, early, early humanity. And uh, so far, the only English I have found in the game is in the subtitles. (laughs) Oh, yeah, they speak a language they made up based on real caveman language, I guess. Hmm. Somehow, if you somehow, I don't know how you would figure out caveman language, but I I don't know. It's not like they had a written word. Yeah, there's some science behind it, I guess. Oh, yeah. I mean, it's it it definitely adds to the immersion of the of the game, but you it's I just really wanted to get into it because it was something so different. Because I mean, yeah, there are like tech trees of stuff you can get, but it's mostly a better club, better bow and arrow, <laughs> better spear kind of things. Your uh, tech tree is for stick to stick with a rock on it. <laughs> Actually, you're not that far off. <laughs> you're really not that far off because you got to collect like rocks and sticks to build crap. And then you, there's also like you know medicine trees and, and I guess there's more to it. Like there's a whole like uh, like shamanistic uh, visions and kind of pseudo magic I guess in the game. I haven't gotten that far yet, but that's kind of stuff I've been reading about on it. I know you can pet a lot of kitties. Yeah, uh, the, your particular character uh, Takar is his name. He is a they call him like a beast master or the, a beast tamer. The UPN's beast master. <laughs> I used to watch that, actually. I used to watch that a lot. Uh, every time I think of the Beastmaster, I remember your cartoon from... With the Duckmaster? The Duckmaster. <laughs> <laughs> That's one of my favorite jokes I did, I Because <laughs> I took the opening audio of, of the show and just dubbed over Duck when it said Beast. <laughs> so far, I have not run into any ducks. I've killed some prehistoric goats and a baby mammoth. Oh, <laughs> you monster. Well, you know, a tribe's got to eat. True. But I guess like the pretty much the, the story of the game is is you, and I don't know if it's, I think it's your brother, and it's a couple others were kind of on a hunting party, and they've been traveling for a really long time, and, well, there's a bit of an accident, i.e. after you kill a baby mammoth, here comes a saber-toothed tiger. Do you pet it? No, it murders pretty much everyone, and then Aww. you fall down a mountain face. Oh, jeez. And your brother or best friend or whatever he was kind of dies and sets you on your way to find the rest of your tribe because I guess the tribe has, has been scattered because there are other tribes in the game that you can fight, and it's it's kind of their fault. Like one tribe is a tribe of cannibals, and the other tribe is really fond of fire, I guess. So, like, they have, like, <laughs> fire bombs and things like that. Pyro tribe. Pretty pyro tribe, yeah. But uh, you can collect, collect resources and whatnot, hunt. There's, like, a weird kind of pseudo-Batman vision called oh, your... detective vision? Yeah, it's a lot like the detective vision, except it doesn't stay on all the time. I got to keep hitting the button to turn it back on every so often. But it allows you to find helps find things, uh, find animals that you want to hunt track people or track animals like maybe maybe you didn't kill one right off and you can you kind of lost it in the brush or something and you can kind of track it blood trail or whatever i mean it's interesting it's visually really cool actually because you there's a relies on a lot of having like like a fire torch and stuff to actually see I, i was thinking about picking it up like i said i'm not that far into it i'm like i finished pretty much the first like kind of like stepping stone kind of quest line you do but and but now I'm in the bigger o- bigger world of the game because it's kind of open sandboxy, kind of like the, yeah, like, that's, like that's what Far Cry yeah does now yeah, 
And uh, I'm just really interested to really kind of get into it and see what the meat and, meat and prehistoric potatoes are. Yeah, I, I was burning real hot on wanting to play it there for a while, but then The Division came out, and I want to try that. Yeah, two completely different things. Yeah, both, <laughs> both Ubisoft games, but... Yeah, yeah, true, true. But uh, yeah, I just... I really wanted to get into it more, but I've just been so busy with work. That yep. kind of seems to be Story all of, of our. My life. I know, right? All of our deals. Well, work and school. I yeah. don't work yeah. that much, actually. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Well, hey, let's go ahead and uh, get into some discussion of Batman versus Superman: Dawn of Justice. Now, before we get into it, I do want to say that these are our opinions. Uh, I'm a big believer in. Uh, to accurately get a read on something, you have to go experience it for yourself. So don't take our word as gospel if you if you're going to see if you want to see Batman versus Superman by all means go and see it and also I think uh, what we're going to try to do is do uh, spoiler free up until the break and when we come back do spoiler stuff so if you really want to go see it and you don't want anything any of the surprises or twisted turns uh spoiled for you um and this is really weird saying on radio telling you not to tune back in but maybe wait see the show and then come back and get us online and uh, finish out the show. I don't know. Disclaimer. That's what it was. Or don't. Or don't. And just listen if you're not worried about it. Honestly, there's not a whole lot to spoil. There's not. There's really honestly not a whole lot. And I'm not saying that as a slight to the movie. It's just not that kind of movie. Yeah. I mean, if you're going to enjoy it, you'll enjoy it either way. With a title like Batman versus Superman, it pretty much tells you what the third act is. Yeah. So there's really not much. And what the title doesn't tell you, most of the trailers have already. So anyway. Yeah. Let's rip this Band-Aid off. What (laughs) did you guys think of Batman versus Superman? It was a flaming dumpster fire of a film with maybe like a nugget of a good movie somewhere in that flaming dumpster pile. <laughs> Josh, what did you think? Um, okay. I didn't I didn't like it, but I didn't like the more I think about it, the more I Yeah, I don't like it. It's it's not a good movie. But I still found parts of it that I enjoyed, I guess. Would be kind of the way I put it. It's definitely better than its predecessor. I 100% agree with that. It is way better than Man of Steel. But I feel like the movie kind of suffers a little bit because it's branching off from that franchise. I agree. I think technically it's a very nice looking movie. Oh, yes. It looks very... Man of Steel looked good. Yeah, Man of Steel looked good as well. It's the story that they chose to go with. Yeah. It was the main problem. Yeah, I feel like they took a big budget production of something that could have been good and they just bogged it down with just frankly terrible writing the terrible writing and the directors who the Zack Snyder had a hand in the writing well, process yes, yes. and i think his he's an idiot he's his ego <laughs> got in the way of telling a decent story i think that's what makes me the most upset over batman versus i guess i should say i didn't care for it either I, there, are, there are redeemable moments, and I think I might have enjoyed it. I know I enjoyed it probably more than you did, Cody, uh, because I don't think it's a complete dumpster fire. Well, I didn't say I thought it was a complete dumpster fire. There, like you guys said, there is nuggets of something in there. Yeah, and I think that's what makes it more frustrating because if it were, if it were just toe to tip, just a terrible movie, fine, terrible movie. There's a million of them. Mm-hmm. The fact that there were glimmers of a good movie in there that tease you with a good movie and then jump right back to the garbage. I think that's what makes me more frustrated than anything. Yeah. It's like, I'm not so mad as I am disappointed. Yeah. Like as my parents disappointed dad, <laughs> yes, I am disappointed dad, <laughs> son, radio guy, Zack Snyder son. I am disappointed. <laughs> <laughs> it just, it gets so bogged down in philosophy Yes. And it's not good philosophy. It's like surface level philosophy 101 garbage that's not interesting that apparently Zack Snyder thinks is real smart. <laughs> yeah, it it tries too hard to be grim and serious and gritty to the point of it being ridiculous and almost juvenile. 
absurd at times. Well, a- absurd at oh, absolutely and absurd. I, I feel at like times. it thinks it's covering like stuff that's that's nobody's ever thought about. Like yeah. oh my god, Superman's a, could be like a god. Like they think this is the first time that I'm anybody's so, ever had this thought. I am so sick and tired of the Superman as Jesus. Yeah, iconography. Oh. It's so. It was so heavy, like ham fisted and all over the place in this everywhere. Like, just everywhere. Bad. It, oh. well, we got more of that will hit on the spoiler yeah. half. Yeah, yeah. Because there was a particular scene that was just so bad, laughably bad. There uh, are a few laughably bad. There's yeah. in the very beginning of the movie. There's a part where I was literally howling with laughter because it was so bad. Oh, was yeah. it within the first three minutes? Yes. I know what you're talking oh, about. Yeah. We'll, we'll get to that. Yes. Uh, but this the thing is, this is stuff that's been covered by comics for 75 million years. Mm-hmm. Like, and it's not new. Specifically since the mid-80s when comics stopped being for kids and started being for 20-year-olds. You know, the kids who grew up. And ironically, the comic that did that was the main inspiration for this movie, Dark Knight Returns. Was yeah. as, was Superman or Batman's first real big turn from? You could see it at points during his career, but uh, it's when it really it's got when it really cranked up to the the super angry, gruff Night Avenger. Yeah, and not so much you know the Adam Batman. West. Yeah, yeah, <laughs> yeah. The eighties was definitely the turning point, and that book in particular mm-hmm. uh, of Batman being. Yeah, he was always kind of a more dark ish hero. I mean, in the 30s, he kind of started off that way. He's kind of like a... He was the shadow. He was the shadow. And then, you know, toward like the 60s and 70s, he got a little more lighthearted. It was... 80s, boom. Yeah. The Dark Knight. And I'm sorry, Batman works as a grim character. Yes. Definitely. Totally works. Yeah. Superman doesn't. No. No. I I truly believe... Now, Superman can be serious at moments. Mm -hmm. Certainly. Oh, yeah. But... All in all, Superman is a lighthearted character by nature. Yeah. He should That's be just his personality. Yeah. Like, he should be the guy that is constantly looking for hope when there is none. And this movie gave us none of that. No. Nope. In fact, it was almost the exact opposite where he was constantly bringing down the mood in just about every scene oh, he yeah. was in. Oh yeah, like there were a few times where he's just like Clark Kenton and it's just like Really, dude? I don't think Superman smiles once in the entire movie. No, he always ha- he has this like smell of fart look on his face. <laughs> Either complete neutral or smell of fart, or at one point super just angry. You can't see my face, but I made I made, it, it, I made it was, an angry. It was terrifying. It was an angry scrunch face, is what I made. The Sam Knight. Okay, let's talk about some good things because there were good things. No, there are. In um. It. Wonder Woman was fantastic. She was wonderful. I listen, I need to put out a public apology. When they first showed pictures of Gal Gadot as Wonder Woman, I said no thank you. I was wrong. I was wrong. No, oh, everybody was wrong. I think everybody said that and everybody was wrong. I still think her costume's too dark. Oh, I definitely. Think it's too dark and but too But that's an art out. direction. That's an yeah. art direction I thing. I think that's just the lighting of the movie. But or is that she too? nailed this portrayal of Wonder Woman to the point where I'm looking forward to her new movie. Oh, I'm definitely yeah, looking forward movie. to it. It's so weird to see a movie and be so disappointed with it, but also be excited for something else related to it later. Exactly. Yeah. <laughs> I, I'm stoked for Wonder Woman. Now. Oh yeah. I'm stoked for all of the justice league tie-in movies because there was, they tease the a other, mem- yeah. a couple of the other members. I'm well, not we'll get into that. We'll get into that, but those teasers also made me excited for the sequels. What also makes me excited for it is Zack Snyder is not attached to anything until Justice League. So we're going to have at least there is four a movies. petition out there for Zack Snyder to be banned from the Justice League. Oh, like petitions ever? I know. I'm just saying. Online petitions are. I can. Make I, know. A, I can say a lewd thing here. I but know. I know. Just imagine a a, a lewd gesture I'm making <laughs> in response to on the term online petition. I know. It's too I bad know. though, because if they could get him off of that movie, that would be amazing. It would be the it would be the best thing for it, but it's not. It's not going to happen. 
I we'll, like. We'll see what Warner Brothers listens to. Yeah, I the money and oh. it made a ton of money. Mm-hmm. It oh, did. it's and it's our fault because we all went opening weekend. <laughs> yeah. yeah, knowing that it wasn't. Going hey, at least to be I only paid good. five bucks. Yeah, yeah, I went. I went matinee. I may have made the mistake of going and spending a little more money than I should have on it, but <laughs> that's my cross to bear. Anyway, Wonder Woman, anyway, great. Wonder Woman, great. Jesse Eisenberg. Entertaining. Entertaining. Wasn't Lex Luthor. Stuck out like a sore thumb compared to the... Everything else. Everything else happening in the movie, but was a ray of sunshine in the in his role. He was the best thing on screen whenever he was on screen. Yeah. I mean, I, it was weird, but I didn't hate it. I oh, just like, it was, oh. It was great. I In a different movie, it would have worked much better. I think it looked good. Oh, yeah. Yeah. Well, the, yeah, Zack Snyder's a visual director. That's the only thing he does well mm-hmm. is make things look nice. I mean, yeah. I mean, I remember when the Sucker Punch trailers came out. I was like, hey, this movie kind of looks oh, kind of interesting and kind of funny. Zack Snyder can cut a hell of a trailer. Yeah. There were trailers for this that I watched and went, well, maybe it's not going to be bad. Yeah, the first one, the first trailer, I was like, uh. And then we first got like the real good looks of Batman and stuff. I was like, oh, okay. I mean, I'm more willing to give it a shot. But then, no. No. Anyway, stuff I liked. Um, like I said, visually it was good. Uh, J- uh, Jeremy Irons. Yes, he was an excellent Alfred. I, yeah. I really, really enjoyed I really enjoyed his work. He had an extra level of snark that was... Yes. ...fitting a butler, a put-upon butler that has been helping Batman for, for 20, 20 years. years. <laughs> yes. That was very good. Um, I also... I did appreciate... Refer- different references to comic stories they did not discuss within the movie that popped up. The Jason Todd. There was the Jason Todd part. Mm. Yeah, um, which has been in the trailer, so that's not a spoiler. Yeah, yeah. Um, I'm surprised they put that in the trailer. That was a dumb thing to put in the trailer. Yeah, but it was only like two seconds in the movie anyway. Yeah. I mean, which is it why w- it's weird to put it in the trailer. It's an Easter egg. Yeah. Yeah. Literally, yeah. <laughs> um,. If he, if it's a spoiler bit, then we can't get in. We'll get no, into it no, after the no. break. No, no, no. I'm just, I'm just. Uh, there were a few lines that I recognized from various books that were used, like word for word. Sure. Uh, that I was like, yeah, okay, cool. I mean, I, I get where you're going on that one. Um, by the way, did you see that Frank Miller got a got a nod in the credits? Sure, because the I know it's pretty much based on his work. There's a good chunk of it that was based on Dark Knight Returns. Yeah, I was happy that uh, Bill Finger's name was. That was a highlight. Yes. For those of you who don't know, go back and listen to our archives. But the short version is Bill Finger did more to create Batman than Bob Kane. But Bob Kane always got the nod, got the nod because it was in his contract that he was that he would be credited as the sole creator creator of of Batman Batman. until certain X number of years past the creation of the character that is finally up. So DC is now giving due words, giving credit where credit's due. Yes, and that was nice, and I, I like that it they, they didn't it wasn't like uh, Bob Kane and then like Bill Finger as like they were they equally were, they were equal they were together that was yes. good. I was I was uh, I I did applaud DC or DC Warner Brothers on that one. That's really telling when you're thinking of good things from the movie, and one of them is the credits. Yes, I, yeah, it is. <laughs> yeah, but I mean, it was it was nice for me for somebody who got snubbed for so many years. Yeah, I think the last ten minutes were pretty good. Oh yeah. yeah. Oh yeah, I agree. I, w- I would even argue that maybe the last twenty. Yeah. Okay, last twenty, I suppose. Yeah, because there's some good Batmaning in the last twenty mm-hmm. too. He really even is. Even though he does some things that are third episode, which we'll in a row, get to. We've used the term yeah. Batmaning. I did it. <laughs> Excellent. <laughs> Excellent. Yeah, I like the last twenty minutes. It's a shame that it took a two hours and fifteen minutes to get to of that just, last twenty of just minutes. Just nothing happening. Oh, a bunch of disjointed scenes that oh, we're supposed to be being positive right now. Yeah, it's okay. <laughs> Cody, do you have any positive bits that we haven't touched Not on? Not that you haven't. I mean, the last fight was cool. Yeah. Um, that's that's it. That's really <laughs> it. Okay. Well, I feel bad for some reason, but that's it. Um, Ben Affleck might be good as Batman in a different movie. I yes, Batman. <laughs> is that a positive? Ben Aff- yes, that is. I think Bat. Or did I say Batman? I meant Ben Affleck ben might Affleck. be good as Batman in a different movie. <laughs> ben Affleck did the best he could with the stuff that he was given, with the material he was given. I think in he signed on to direct a Batman movie. 
At least one. And I feel that the director that gets the most out of Ben Affleck's acting is Ben, ben Affleck. Affleck. So chances are the Batman movie that spins out of this is going to be very good. Because so, Batman with some more depth being played by him would be great. This Batman in this movie was very, well, all the characters really were very really two-dimensional. They were incredibly two-dimensional. I like that. I don't, I don't know how to put it. Some, I like, oh. no, go ahead. Some of the action was good. Some of the, yeah. When there was action, it was good. I like that they touched upon the rampant destruction that was caused during Man of Steel. I don't like the way they took that mentioning, but I'm glad they at least addressed it. Yeah. 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 Definitely. There's a lot of, I liked it, but caveats (laughs) I've noticed. Yeah. (laughs) I think we're stumped. I don't think we can get to any more good or bad without spoiling. Without spoiling. So let's go ahead and take a break. And again, we're going to talk about this movie. And if you really want to go in fresh, come back. It's going to be online, nerdoverload.com. Um, but just consider yourself warned. Spoilers. Yeah. Well, like I said, honestly, I don't think it's going to affect your. I don't think it will either. Enjoyment or non-enjoyment of the movie. But I want to. I just want to be fair. So we'll be back. We're going to play some music, and we will be back uh, with the other half of Batman versus Superman, the spoiler edition. Nerd Overload is sponsored in part by Creative Foundation. Hi, my name is Robert. Hi, my name is Amber. Hi, my name is Jessica. I'm Jimmy, and I work at Crave Foundations. A store that employs people with developmental disabilities. We have four locations. Delaware, Mount Vernon, Marysville, and Urbana. Our website is creativefoundations.org. Find us on Facebook. Set Phasers to Fun at the 8th Annual Out of This World Festival hosted by Starbase Columbus on May 21st from noon to 7 p.m. The Out of This World Festival will feature food, exhibits, a sci-fi collectibles auction, and more. Admission is free to the public, but donations are appreciated. Starbase Columbus and the Out of This World Festival is located at 5541 Westerville Road in Westerville. Outofthisworldfest.blogspot.com for more information. back this was the Lois and clark theme song we got to get back into this let's talk spoilers boy did batman love killing people oh boy here movie. i go killing again <laughs> <laughs> he had no regard or respect for human life whatsoever none and man he loved running people over with his car and shooting people he had no problem shooting people. He used a lot of guns for being Batman, a guy who doesn't use guns. The Bat car used guns. The Bat plane used guns. The scene where he is rescuing Martha uh, Kent was awesome. I'll give you oh, that. Yeah. Yeah. Oh, yeah. That was like the best like portrayal of, a, of Batman. Until he jumps on top of that guy with the Uzi and spins him around and shoots yeah. everybody in the room. And uses the gun by proxy. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> The fact that he brand that in the movie he is branding villains. I was gonna ask you about that. Is that a thing? No, that's not. I didn't think so. And he's branding them, knowing full well that when they go to prison, those criminals are gonna get murdered. So he is again killing by proxy because criminals they love Batman so much that they're willing to kill for him. <laughs> it doesn't make any sense, and it's not in the character of Batman to kill people. No. Not no, n- not at all. Well, not in the the modern take on Batman. Every 
Yeah, sent, I guess the original way yeah, back he, Batman, he used guns he, and killed he, people. He, he yes. used the guns that killed his parents. Yes. And at one point, he hung a dude from a rope from the Batplane. Speaking of which, the, the death of... Uh, Thomas and Martha Wayne in this was dumb, and I'll tell you why. Uh, they show the, their death in every Batman movie. Oh, I yeah. guess it's a prerequisite now. <laughs> in every in every time that it's happened prior to this, in every form of media, it's always been either the criminal just walks up and shoots him, or Thomas Wayne is going to punch him. Well, they the criminal is reaching for the necklace. Yeah. On Martha Wayne, and he goes to defend. And this, Thomas Wayne just gets mad and tries to haul off and punch the guy. And doesn't, then gets doesn't, shot. Doesn't give. Doesn't say, "Hey, here's here's my wallet. Just take it and and go or anything." It's like criminals. <laughs> it's because everybody is a testosterone boosted idiot in this movie. Everyone, <laughs> like literally every character. Oh my gosh! And it's so that was. Oh, really not. And then like great. the 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 Joe Chill guy freaking like looping his gun around looping the, the gun around, around the necklace. I'm like, I understand what you're trying to do visually because every interpretation of Batman has the pearl necklace being broken. <sighs> but it was so. But hey, it was a dream sequence. You never know. It might be completely fake. Also, let's talk about dream sequences. Oh my because god, there were plenty in and this, they were, and they're all Batman's. No, Superman had one where he was talking to his dad. Remember that one where he stood oh, up on that mountain? Oh yeah. Oh, where his dad told him to stop being Superman. Yeah. Did they just really want to bring Kevin Cosner back? Or? I, I guess for like two seconds. Yeah. I guess, but the but dream you sequence, couldn't. But you couldn't get freaking Russell Crowe to come back and be Jor El for a minute. The dream sequence where Bruce Wayne is. Kid Bruce Wayne is in the well, and the bats lift him out of the like well, off the ground, like ring, like like religious symbol esque, like like lift. T posing. Oh. Yeah, I I laughed I laughed out loud in the theater at that one. I yeah. did. I was howling with laughter. But then he says it's a dream, and I was like, "Well, I'm glad they cleared that up." Oh, uh, and then the one that everyone seems to love. They love this scene. The one where it's he's in the middle of the desert in post-apocalyptic metropolis or Gotham or wherever he is. Yeah. Where he is just, he just has guns and is just capping people left and right. Where Superman has his, his, his uh, super soldiers, his shock troops, yeah. and also parademons from dark, from, from apocalypse. apocalypse with dark side. Because that's a, that was a callback. Oh yeah. And then Superman just laser, lasers that guy in half. Two people, couple people. Yeah, there were like two people tied up. Eye lasers them in half on (laughs) screen. Yeah, 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 that scene looks cool, but if you think about it for two seconds, it's stupid. (laughs) It it made no sense. Yeah, it didn't do anything narratively for the movie. No, all it is is like it gave a paper thin reason for Batman to be distrustful of Superman. Not even that, because you had an entire hour forty five by that point. Of reasons why no one should trust Superman. In fact, you had an entire movie prequel to this yes. to give a perfectly good reason why no one should trust Superman. <laughs> it's just Zack Snyder had a cool idea for this post-apocalyptic look that he wanted to do, so he made a dream sequence. That's that's it. It <laughs> yeah. was it wasn't a, a scene that served the movie. It was a movie that was serving the scene. Yeah, yeah. And it's like I get it. You want to tease. Dark side and the, the, the uh, you I know. don't even think it was that. I think it was just he wanted to show Batman shooting someone <laughs> in this post-apocalypse look. He wanted to put Superman in a in a brown leather trench coat and he wanted to shoot people. That's it. I will say that parts of that kind of, like I got like a like a Red Sun kind of vibe to it. The there were and they they credited if you watched all the way through the credits they credited a whole bunch of comic writers and a couple of them were the ones that worked on Red Sun so that's where that part of that came Probably, from Probably yeah But it didn't need to be there it, it No it did not it did, no not. It, it did not it ground the movie to a halt yeah. I felt Yeah it was just hmm. And then there was the weird flash dream sequence or was it a dream sequence or, or what afterwards Where the flash was wearing iron man armor with lightning all around him yelling yeah. something incoherent and then saying oh no I've come back too far because apparently the Flash can run so fast he can run into people's dreams. Apparently, <laughs> or it wasn't a dream. We don't know. Yeah, he wakes not... up twice. He he wakes. Bruce Wayne wakes up from the apocalypse dream with the Flash screaming in his face, and then wakes up again. Yeah, and there's papers still kind of floating around him when he wakes up the second time. So we don't know. It's not clear. It's 
it's uh, Inception top spinning at the end. It really is. <laughs> but not like good. And and also in the middle of the movie. <laughs> Can we talk about how flippant the American populace was in this movie where one scene they hate Superman and the next scene everybody loves him? They rarely show people loving him. They'll, they'll talk about that people love him. But they don't show it very often. Just like that one scene where he looked like Jesus. Yeah, and everybody's trying was, to touch him. Uh-huh. Oh, yeah, down in Mexico. Yeah, when he saved those people from that, like that, uh, that house fire or whatever. And also, every time that Superman is being heroic or saving people, it still looks dour and depressing. Yeah, he's got like a stupid look on his face. Yeah, like when he ca- when he got that that rocket capsule that blew up, or uh, when he's like saving those people from that flood, and they got that Superman symbol painted on the roof. Like, it's not heroic or awe-inspiring, or it's just dour and sad, and he's doing hero stuff. This movie perpetuates the idea that being a hero is not is a burden. Not a gift, not a choice, a burden. And no one was happy about what they were doing no. in this movie. Also, Batman didn't do a heroic thing the whole time. No, he well, or- he, he rescued those... Those uh, uh, captive women. Well, yeah, but he didn't do it heroically. But he wasn't. But he wasn't <laughs> doing that to rescue the women. He was doing that to try to figure out where the kryptonite was. Yeah. So he just no. Ha- that wasn't even about kryptonite. He no, was trying he was to figure out for the white Portuguese, the white Portuguese, oh. which sounds really racist. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> it's a boat. It's a yeah, boat. It's you a guys. Boat. That's probably the one spoiler that we can give in yeah. this in the paper thin mystery that this was. <laughs> Batman not detectiving anything. No. No, he's the punch boy in this movie. Yeah, for for being the world's greatest detective and one of the smartest men on on earth, Lex Luthor played him hard. Oh yeah, in this. Also, Lex Luthor just knows who everyone everyone's secret identities are. Everyone, he's for the, some reason. Yeah, he's the one. How did how did Lex know that Superman was Clark Kent before the goddamn Batman? How did? Uh, what's his motive? What's Lex Luthor's motivation? Why does he hate he hates Superman? Because he hates Superman. Why? Because he hates him. See, he needs some sort of legitimate motivation for the film to work. <laughs> I agree. <laughs> at least, at least you know, because Superman stopped him from stealing forty pies. Something. <laughs> <laughs> he has. He has no motivation whatsoever. The only person in this movie that has any sort of motivation is Batman. And that is to kill Superman. Yeah, and it's really dumb. Yeah, it's just because he knocked down his building. Yeah. (laughs) (sighs) That was mine. Okay, let's talk about the the inciting incident that made people turn against Superman at the beginning of this movie, where he goes in to rescue Lois Lane because she got herself in into a a sticky situation. Which bothers me as well because Amy Adams is an excellent actress. Lois Lane is a strong female character, but in this movie she's relegated to either damsel in distress or um, uh, artificial way to uh, uh, crank up the tension in the movie. And we'll get to the end, the, the, oh, that, that yeah. bit there at the end because yeah. that was stupid. For the American co- uh, populace in the movie to think for a second that Superman came down and gunned down an entire village the whole the whole deal is uh, Lois Lane went to uh, interview African. No, it was Africa. African. Was it, oh, it was Africa. Uh, she went, was went talking to, interview... to like some Coney esque yeah guy. warlord guy. Yeah, some yeah, yeah. Warlord the, guy. The, the warlord guy. Over... from uh, um, Book of Mormon. Yeah, she got in over her head. Superman came in to rescue. While Superman was rescuing Lois Lane, uh, a bunch of thugs, private security firm. Yeah, who gets way more screen time than Lois Lane in the in the long run of this movie. That guy gets a lot. Oh yeah, the Russian the, dude. The Russian dude yeah. with the neck tattoo. Yeah, he gets the a guy lot. Of... The guy that looks like Bono. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> the guy who looks like Bono. He. He's in the village gunning everybody down. And when we cut back to the States, everyone thinks Superman killed that village. Even though Superman has never what? used a gun. What? <laughs> he obviously doesn't need to use a gun either. He has heat vision. I know. He has shown that he cuts dudes in half with his heat vision. <laughs> also, like, when he saves Lois, there's, like, this showdown where the guy's holding a gun to her. And, like, he just, like runs through knocks him through a wall i'm like oh that dude's dead yeah i'm like superman would have melted his gun with heat vision or just warmed it up so he would drop it yeah not fly him through a brick wall where he was we he was murdered oh yeah and she knew it was coming too because she's like looking at him and then she just drops her arm she drops her arms because she goes oh here comes the murder train (laughs) 
the merch. Shoot, shoot. Here comes Super Murder Man. <laughs> Everyone's Super Murder Man in this movie. Yeah. Okay, so let's talk about the final fight. Ah, uh, okay. Visually. Mike Hagar. Oh, no, sorry. <laughs> yes. Yes. <laughs> so that fight, the titular fight of the movie, the Batman v Superman, shouldn't have happened. No. Let me tell you why. It was a loose. Very loose. Lex Luthor, because he knows who everyone is in this movie, because secret identities are are wasted in this movie. Yeah. Has kidnapped both Lo- Lois Lane and Martha, Martha Kent. Kent. He gets Superman's attention by throwing Lois Lane off a building. And somehow he knows that she's falling off a building. I Which, here's the, here's the other thing. The previous scene, Superman was up in the mountains. Now, if that was a dream sequence, okay. If, it, if he was actually up in the snowy mountains, oh, super far away from Metropolis, that means one of two things. Either Superman can hear Lois Lane falling from... Anywhere in the world. 10,000 miles <laughs> yeah. away. Or he was back in Metropolis gaslighting Lois Lane by just hiding. And that's not a heroic <laughs> thing to do either. No. So anyway, he gets... Superman's attention says, hey, guess what? I have your mom tied up. You have an hour to bring me the head of Batman. Now, Superman has shown in this movie that he is his hearing is most so powerful that he can hear individual heartbeats. I'm not making this up. This was shown in Man of Steel and in this movie. Superman's powers are cranked way up for these movies. He is like a god in this movie. And they make that very, very, very clear over and over (laughs) and over again. So you have. A guy who can hear individual heartbeats. He's lived with his mother for let's let's say twenty years. Let's let's be eighteen to twenty years. So he should be able to pick her out of a crowd. Let alone her voice. Let alone her voice. She is in somewhere in Metropolis. Yeah. He should be able to take two seconds, listen for her voice, fly in, get her, not wouldn't have to murder anybody, get her, rescue her, go back to Luther and say, Okay, now what do you got? But instead he decides he has, well, I guess I have to go kill Batman now. Well, no, he goes to talk to Batman. For one, He tries once yeah. to talk to Batman. That fight, what that fight should have been, it should have been Looney Tunes level, where it's Superman just standing there saying, listen, we don't need to fight. There's something going on. And Batman trying, throwing everything he could at Superman. like, And Superman just standing there, dude, seriously, stop. Something is going on. Yeah, but this but instead be- Superman gets mad like he gets the testosterone. He gets hit once and then gets mad. Boy, idiot! And like again, everybody in this movie throws Batman through a wall, which it's a good thing he was. Batman is actually Iron Man in this movie because otherwise that would have killed Batman. That would have turned him to paste. Yeah. I will say there were some sections of the final fight that were pretty cool. The scene where uh, Batman gasses Superman Crypto- with yeah. kryptonite, which he uses a rocket launcher. I think it should have been bat pellets because Batman doesn't use guns. guns. But the scene where he's in the dark Knight returns, he did have a gun against Superman. I don't care. I'm just, I'm just saying, I'm just saying Batman should not have a gun or something that's like a gun. There's also a scene in the dark Knight returns where he breaks a a shotgun over his knee and says, this is the weapon of the enemy. We do not use it. This is true. This is very, very true. Anyway, There's a scene where Superman is, he's weakened and Batman is just punching him in the face over and over, and you see Superman coming back out of the kryptonite gassing, and it, it just sounds more and more like he's punching something that's made out of metal, and his Superman's face is moving less and, and less, less and less to the point where And then where he's just, just looking at him. And, yeah. And, and Batman just kind of stops punching and kind of goes, crap. <laughs> yeah, that was, that was the closest thing to humor that this movie had. Yeah. That was... No, there was a joke from Martha Kent that was so bad it didn't hit and no oh, one laughed. Oh yes, the I'm a fr- I'm a friend of your son's. And then she's like, I know you got a cape. Yeah. Oh and yeah. Like, it felt like everybody in the room just it felt like they were all confused. Like, <laughs> what is is laugh? What's laughter? What's, what I is forgot. this? Okay, so talk, <laughs> talk, talking about Martha Kent, there was a scene where Lexus tricked Superman into going into the Pentagon and then blowing it up. Uh, what was the Pentagon? It was the it was the it was Capitol the, building. It was Capitol, Capitol building. Capitol building. Okay. So he bl- he blows up an entire building of people. And Superman, of course, instead of, you know, looking around, trying to save people, trying to do anything or yelling or being up, showing any kind of emotion, he just stands there while this explosion is around him, just going, shaking his head, going, ah, I missed it. 
<laughs> missed it by that, that much. much. <laughs> anyway, after that, he goes to the the Kent family farm to get some sages advice from from Mama Kent. From Mama Kent, and what does Mama Kent tell him? Don't be Superman anymore. She says, nobody "You know wants, what? Be Superman. Save everybody. Be what humanity wants, or don't." Them. Who cares? You don't owe no, this world anything. <laughs> she literally says, "You don't owe this world anything." And what? Uh, why? What happened to to the Kents being this beacon of light and hope in the world? Well, that's what happens when when Superman is raised by a bunch of morally gray a holes. <laughs> <laughs> is that this is an alternate universe where Superman was raised by a holes? <laughs> yeah, just. Ugh. So, oh God, oh so bad. <laughs> I didn't see the I didn't see the bomb, Lois, because I wasn't looking. I don't mind. I don't mind that Superman can make a mistake. I don't That's mind that either. That's no. fine. He's he is for having all the powers and being an alien. He is human, but just the the emotional discon the disconnected emotions that he showed throughout that scene and throughout most of the movie was baffling. Yeah. To me. Also, there was a jar of pee. Yeah, there, there was, was a big old jar of piss. And not just any piss, Lex piss. Yeah. <laughs> that was a major moment in the film. Was like, seriously, jar. like well, like that part, like, when she's sitting there and I saw, like, the top of the jar, like, before they actually showed the jar, I was like, I know she's, like, a southern senator or something, but, like, is she drinking moonshine, like, out of a mason jar? Like, really? We're, we're talking about Holly Hunter's character. Yeah, there, there was a scene earlier in the movie where between her and Lex Luthor, which was legitimately good, where they're no, it wasn't bad at all. ideologies. And yeah. there was a a anecdote about labeling a jar of pea uh, grandma's uh, peach, tea, peach or... tea or something like that. Something about um, don't call everyone calling it by something else because whatever. Yeah, yeah. don't call a jar of pea grandma's homemade peach tea when it's a jar of pea or something, something like that. Something like that. Yeah. I don't know. It was really weird. It was it was weird and belabored and I wondered why they were belaboring that point so much until they called it back and they call it back in the just weirdest way. And it's just it's just entirely weird. Like who what why? Also, also, can I just say I mean, I know Lex like, you know, historically has never been a great guy. But since when does Lex sacrifice Mercy? She's a robot. Mercy, oh. Mercy Graves is a robot. At least in the comics, she's a robot. Oh, okay. Yeah. Mercy Graves is his his uh, su- assistant. super good-looking assistant. Yeah, <laughs> robot maid. Yeah, something <laughs> his like that. His waifu. Yeah. Something, <laughs> yeah. This, this Lex Luthor would have a robot waifu, he, I feel he like. He would, yeah. Also, can I just say, I never saw any kind of real brilliance out of Lex in this movie. He was just weird and crazy the entire time. He was a Facebook man. Mm-hmm. Uh, what's his name? Yeah. I yeah. Can't row in the boat. <laughs> Mark, Zuckerberg. Mark Zuckerberg. Mark Zuckerberg. That's right. Yeah. <laughs> oh, God. Winklevoss twins row in the boat. <laughs> Uh, for for you all you know that's a big inside joke for us. So. Yeah, yeah. He he was he was Mark Zuckerberg on. Well, I don't want to say crack because that sounds generic, like cliche, but on some kind on of speed. upper, yeah, on speed. speed. He was just nuts. Also, can I just say, did you guys see that de- that that deleted scene? I did not. I'd seen enough scenes from this movie. I didn't want to watch another one. Lex is talking to an agent of Darkseid. Ah, uh, like they it, didn't belabor the point that Darkseid was going to be the next movie enough. Yeah, like he looks, I guess, a lot like Steppenwolf. Okay, that's fine. Either Steppenwolf or Callback, maybe. Yeah. Yeah. Anyway, yeah, yeah. Oh, they they definitely hammered home the point that by the time Justice League gets together, that Dark Side's going to be aliens. Oh, yeah. yeah, and all the fact that like Lex is sitting there screaming about the bell has rung, the bell has rung, oh, he's man. coming. Worst. That was so bad. They thought it was really threatening, but it just sounded really well, dumb. Well, the thing is, there's no context in the movie outside of. Batman's prophetic dream of parademons. There is no reference to Dark Side or anything. Ding dong, ding dong. Yeah, ding dong. dong. Yes, yeah, sitting there in jail. It's singing, like you're a he's ding in dong. hair jail because apparently yeah. they had to shave his head to get him in jail. Yeah, no hair prison where you can't have hair. <laughs> but like, <laughs> that's fine. You want you? There is no reference point whatsoever at all. There's Lex no, just seems super crazy. There's no reference point for anything in this movie. Things just happen. 
They happen because they needed to happen exactly. to get to the end to get to the third act where Batman v Superman. There's nobody has any <laughs> v's, v's all over him. <laughs> There's no motivation for anyone. There's no just things happening. No, no, there is motivation for one person. For Batman. No. Wonder Woman. Sure, her character did have motivation. She, she wanted needed... to find a picture. No. Uh, for her redawning her magic boots. To put her, yeah, this movie got her out of retirement. Uh, I guess she had been in superhero retirement since World War One. Yes. Oh, well, they didn't make that terribly clear. No, they didn't, but it was <laughs> there. Yeah, no. now I see it. But yeah. yeah. No, to fight the cave troll. <laughs> to fight Laser Hulk. <laughs> Laser Sloth. He, when he first came out of that thing, he looked like Sloth from the Goonies. He looked like a cave troll from the Lord of the Rings. Yeah, did you notice that? Okay, so the... the the real main villain of this movie is uh, Doomsday. Humanity. Which was a... Which, uh, which was a Zack Snyder's Zack hubris. Snyder. Yes. <laughs> but in the comics, it was an alien that could uh, adapt to different things attacking him. Basically, uh, if you got him once with something, it wasn't going to work again. It wasn't going to work again, yeah. So that's who they're fighting. And it was a... In this movie, it's a genetically modified Michael Shannon from... For Man of Steel. And yeah. did you notice that Superman tried to break his neck like he did Michael Shannon? He was going for the twofer. <laughs> I, I don't understand how this monster came to be. Michael Just, Shannon plus Lex Luthor blood equals face laser Hulk. That doesn't <laughs> plus, make any plus sense. Plus Kryptonian monster machine, maker monster machine <laughs> that's just in... sitting in the middle of metropolis for some reason yeah yeah it's been two years since man of steel 18 months they it... <sighs> kept saying two years in the movie that's I think. close it's either close. way either way either way like why is it still sitting there you'd think superman would say this is kind of dangerous maybe i'll pick it up and, and throw it into space or, or the sun to my fortress of solitude oh the other the other this kryptonian superman, ship this superman does not think that far ahead <laughs> no god no yeah no this super this is a superman who who while talking to luck to lois lane while she's in the tub stepped fully clothed into the tub with his gross ass shoes on <laughs> it's it, it's not cute it's not romantic it was gross. Their entire relationship in this movie was weird. What was, relationship? Yeah. yeah. So weird. And it sucks because I like Lois Lane so much and Amy Adams is so good as her. Not they, in this movie. Not yeah. Okay. Well, they didn't give her anything. Speaking of Lois Lane, there's a whole point where Batman has made a lance out of Kryptonite. with a kryptonite tip. Why was it a lance other than to hammer home that Jesus metaphor that Zack Snyder loves oh, so God, much. Oh, God, I didn't think about that until yeah. you just said that. Why That's the, why it's a spear. Why did the ultimate planner, who is Batman, not direct the fight towards the lance that he had planted so definitely in one spot of that abandoned building? Oh, by the way, don't worry, everything's abandoned. They mentioned that like five times in the last 20 minutes. It's a good thing this section of Metropolis is empty. For some reason. No one is here no for one's some here reason. For some reason. No one's downtown, you know, at 1 a.m. when... Yeah, Ugh. because they wanted to make sure everyone was clear. Everyone who complained last time, there's no one around to get hurt. So anyway, why would the ultimate planner not direct the fight towards it? Why would he have to knock Superman out and then drag him halfway, a, a half a block away to get to this kryptonite spear? But that's a different argument. Why wouldn't he make kryptonite punch gloves? Exactly. Or, kryptonite or, armor. Yeah. Or, 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 you know, being this particular Batman... I don't know, kryptonite bullets to put in your kryptonite gun. Yeah. Might as well. Would have saved <laughs> yeah. a lot of time. So Batman and Superman are finally buddies because, as it turns out, both of their mommies were named Martha. And that's That is enough. an actual plot in this movie. Did you like that picture I sent you? Yes. <laughs> that was real good. Thank you. So they're off trying to save Martha Kent and stop Lex Luthor. Lois Lane is just in this building by herself, and she decides, hmm... That's a kryptonite lance. Instead of leaving it alone or hiding it somewhere, I'm going to drop it down this surprisingly deep shaft of water of water in the middle of Metropolis. It's, no, they were at the harbor. It wasn't so much in the middle. It was in the harbor? Okay. Yeah. It was like a weird well, though, in a building. I don't know yeah, what it I was. Yeah, I don't understand that. So when it gets to the point where they need to stop well, they, Doomsday. Do doomsday. She, she goes down. She's like, oh, no, I did something dumb with the lance that I shouldn't have done. Also, why wouldn't Batman have a tracking device on it? Why wouldn't anyone who is not 
weak to kryptonite, try to go grab it. Because yeah. she goes down and tries to get it and almost passes out because it's down too deep. And then she Superman gets well, yeah, dives, she gets, trapped, she gets like. trapped, and then Superman dives down to save her and then goes down and gets it. And he almost drowns himself. And gets the thing that makes him weak and almost kills him by being around. That would have been a perfect time to see one Aquaman arm lift out of the ocean saying, here you go. I think you dropped this. If they wanted to tease Aquaman, that would have been it. That would have been much better than a video of him underwater. like looking, Grimacing at the camera yeah, and then looked, swimming away. Like some kind of weird nature documentary about Aquaman. Yeah, It really was. That was like some straight up like Jacques Cousteau kind of like, yeah. oh, here's here's an aquatic you know, barbarian man. Okay, so there's one, uh, since we're on the final fight, there's we're running out of time, but there's one last thing I wanted to bring up. So they had, so the, the, thing that they had to do to kill Doomsday is to stab him through the, the chest with this kryptonite lance because he's part Kryptonian. Yes. Makes sense, right? Yeah. You have a guy in power armor. He wasn't wearing he it wasn't anymore. Power, power armor at that point. Okay, you have a nigh-invulnerable Amazon warrior who, is, woman. who can fly and is as strong as Superman standing right there who is not weak to kryptonite. You have a, something that is a javelin that can be thrown. So why then... Does Superman, did Superman feel the need to grab onto the thing that makes him weak and then fly headfirst into the Doomsday fight. to the point where Doomsday could just kill him, which is what happens. Doomsday kills Superman. Superman dies at the end of this movie. And, and there's this ridiculous moment where, like, like um, Lois Lane is holding him like like Mary Magdalene and he's yeah. Jesus, and it, like, freezes on him for a couple seconds so he can just take in the... The majesty of this crappy well, that's Jesus allegory. How, in the Death of Superman comic, that scene is kind of there. It, well, it, it is looks really there, stupid but it's, in the movie. It was it was really it was really ham fisted. Just I know, thrown right I into know, it. I know. And, the other thing, and there's like there's like electric lines that look like crosses in the background. Uh, it's dumb. Oh, I didn't and even notice that either. Wonder Woman would have stopped Doomsday eventually. Yes. You yeah. saw her cut his arm off. She was getting to it. <laughs> also, there's one thing I did love was all of them working together at the end. At the very oh, end. Yeah. Like, but they weren't really working together as so much as they were like, here's Wonder Woman doing her thing, and then here's Batman doing his thing, and then here's Superman dr- almost drowning in a pool. <laughs> <laughs> well, there's the part where she like comes up and she like cuts like Doomsday in the back of the leg, and as he begins to fall, here comes Superman and like hammers him into the ground. Like, yeah, that was kind of cool. Like just them working together. That was the that's what it should have been the whole time. It should have. <laughs> I agree. That so, was the 10 minutes I liked was that fight where they're all being superheroes together. So what did you think of the last two seconds of the movie after they had buried Clark Kent in the field and Lois threw the, the dirt on the coffin? Did you notice? The did you get it? The dirt started to levitate? The dirt, the dirt started to levitate? Uh, Why? Was that also a dream? Was this whole movie a dream sequence? Superman's going to bust out of the friggin' why was the, coffin. Why was the dirt levitating? He doesn't have telekinesis. Well, that's all debatable. The power, all the power running through him to bring him back to life. Why did they not bring him back to life? Because they had a Kryptonian rejuvenation machine right, <laughs> right there. They just used it. Yes. And it was proven that without human contamination DNA in there, it would have just brought him back to life. Also, why not just bring back Zod? Why not just bring back Zod? Good question, because Zod couldn't shoot lasers out of his both eye holes and mouth. You mean no, no. It was more than just that. His whole face erupted. He was like, he was like, troll freaking destroyer from Thor. I mean, it was just straight up whole face. This Care Bear stares. Oh yeah. <laughs> Care Bear stare. I like that. <laughs> okay, we have run way too over. We we've, we've ranted enough for one. Oh, day. I haven't ranted enough, but we're out of time. <laughs> I could go for another hour on this. To be honest with you truth but uh thank you for tuning in if you've made it this far we're sorry uh thank you for tuning in to nerd overload you can find us each and every day over at nerdoverload.com. you can also find us at facebook at facebook.com forward slash nerd overload website tell us what you uh, what you thought of the movie yeah tell us about all the things we're wrong about because we're not real comic book fans i'm tired of hearing about that too but okay you can tweet us at nerd underscore overload or send us an email at staff at nerdoverload.com. Honestly, I'm curious. I'm curious to hear how people what people think about this. Yeah, I want a, I want a good argument to why this movie is at all any good. Mm-hmm. 
because I have not heard one. I would like, same here. I would very much like to hear Healthy it. discussion. Yep. Healthy yeah. discussion. Should also mention we're on uh, every Saturday at 9 a.m. or 10 a.m. and 9 p.m. on Z1075 in Marion, Ohio. You can find us at uh, WZMOFM.com. Yep, that's where gotta, we stream. Got to throw that in there. So, all right. Hey, thanks a lot, and we will be back next week. Peace out. This show was sponsored in part by Creative Foundations and Starbase Columbus.